My next guest is Patricia Williams, a.k.a. Miss Pat. She's a comedian, author, podcaster, and actress who brings a raw, in-your-face, hilarious perspective to a comedy stand-up. Her new multi-camera series based on Miss Pat, her life. Her series is now streaming on BET+, The Miss Pat Show, produced by Oscar winner Lee Daniels, which premiered on BET+, August 12th. Fantastic show. I've seen four episodes. It's based on her life. It tells the stories of a former convicted felon turned uh, it turns a bourbon mob whose hustle and resilient spirit was forged on the streets of Atlanta. To get a sitcom is at BET Plus. Her series was initially set up at Fox. It's a journey. She didn't like just pop on TV. It was initially set up at Fox in 2017, 2016, 2017, then moved to Hulu in the fall of 2019, and eventually landed at BET Plus in 2020. And now we all get to see and experience this incredibly talented young lady. An amazing cast, by the way, because you can't do this. She was a stand-up comic by herself. On this show, she got some funny people. It's a new sitcom. Going back on the road, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about COVID. We're going to talk about building your dream. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation somebody that came into my life via a newspaper article in 2017, Patricia Williams, <laughs> a.k.a. Miss Pat. How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, did I say enough about you, or, or do can I say some more, Miss Pat? Come on now. <laughs> I think you said enough about me. Well, first of all, let's get started about uh, why stand up. Why are you a stand up comedian? Um, I never thought I was funny. I never wanted to be a stand up comedian. Uh, people just in my neighborhood and in my life was like, you know, you really should push. You should really think about being a comedian. Mm-hmm. A trip to the welfare office. The lady was like, you, you know, we have to pick careers. I never forget. Bill Clinton was a president, and that was the first person I voted for. Mm-hmm. He started the welfare to work program, so it's time to get a career. No longer watch the younger the restless. <laughs> and so, I was, <laughs> which pisses me off because I was like, "How are you gonna make me get behind on the young and the restless?" Mm-hmm. But make a long story short, a caseworker was like, "You should really." you know, looking to stand up. You're so funny. And I'm like, oh, no, I want to be a nurse. She's like, no, you should be, you should look in the stand up. And then I realized I'm a convicted felon and nobody was going to ever give me a job as a nurse. <laughs> I just decided to start it. I went to an open mic. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I, I'm being a former comedian. I guess I can always say I'm a comedian, okay? I've done enough in my life from Steph Comedy Jam to BET Comic View. That open mic, just walking on that stage the very first time. Because you, because like you, people told me I was funny. And then I had to be convinced by my sister and her and my nephew. I would do comedy routines in front of them on the, in their living room. And they said, that's funny. That's funny. You should do that. We should do that. How did you put together your first five minutes to go on stage, Miss Pat? I went to this place that, that was near my house called The Pub. And it was just a bunch of open micros. And I didn't I didn't even know you're supposed to put together anything. My literally my first joke was about my brother being a fat cat burglar. So I just went and I just went and told a story that I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I went from there and they laughed. And I was like, I went home and I told my husband, I said, guess what? I'm a comedian. <laughs> and he's like, please go to work tomorrow. <laughs> now, what, what, what year was that? What year was that when you walked on stage? I think it was early 2000, 2001, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, we know we all have dreams. I know when I started doing stand-up, Eddie Murphy was the talk of the land. Richard Pryor was the king of comedy. And then as you see the evolve, you know, uh, when I managed Steve Harvey, 
in 2000, the original Kings of Comedy came out and Bernie Mac hit the streets and Dio Hugo hit the streets. Cedric Tame became a Super Bowl commercial star and Steve Harvey became a radio star and was a television star at the time on WB. What influences did you have, Miss Pat, to start? Like you said, you know, you still a naturally talented person. Did anybody influence you as a comedian, an actress or a singer? No, I didn't know anything about comedy. Honestly, um, I thought Richard Pryor was just, you know, an actor. So I didn't I didn't really dig into comedy. And when I started to open mic and people would say, you got these crazy stories and you rem- you remind me <laughs> of Richard Pryor. And I'm like, he's an actor. And he's like, he was a comedian. So I just started to do my research and I was like, I am a storyteller. Right. So I got heavily into watching Bill Cosby because he's, he's a great, he's a great uh, storyteller. Absolutely. And I got into... Um, Richard Pryor, and I realized that my stories were more like Rich Richard, you know, in your face, honestly, honest, and I like to put them together the way Bill Cosby did because they were so great at storytelling. So those two was kind of my biggest influence, you know, when I really dug into I wanted to be a comedian. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, uh, you know, when I see your stand-up, it, Yes, it is the storytelling, but it's the rawness of Red Fox that I yep. see and in you. And I see it because of the fact that you're just talking. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that, you know, hit, hit me out on this because it's a compliment about you and your talents. And is that there is a filter, and I don't think you have it. Okay, <laughs> you don't have it. You, you, you I would just tell everybody right. she don't have a filter. This woman I'm talking to here right here. If it's if it's if it's in her front of her head, it's gonna come out of her mouth. Okay, and and that's a beauty because that's why she's on this show. That's why she's a show on BET. That's why she's a successful stand-up comedian. That's why she goes on the on she her name appears on the billboard and ad. Her shows sell out. Let's go and be honest about that. So now Red Fox, which was my era. Growing up, because he was an influence, but he wasn't, you know, like I say, I was influenced by, you know, I, I knew about uh, Bill Cosby. I was like over, just in awe of um, of uh, Richard Pryor. But you, when I see Red Fox, I see this uncanny ability to stay street and then, but relatable because it's about your personal life. Am I am I hitting it right for you, Miss Pat? Because you didn't mention Red Fox. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I I think I didn't mention Red Fox because I didn't follow a lot of his comedy. You know, I just know Red Fox really from Sanford and Son, but I know how funny he was. But I was able to find a lot more Richard Pryor material when I first started. Right. And that would made me really wanted to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Well, Richard Pryor lied. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard Richard, I've heard Red Fox before. I mean, it's either, either I get Richard, Bernie Mac, a red fox. That's what people come up and tell me. Well, I'm telling you something. All that's complimentary, okay, when you talk about what you're trying to do. Because, you know, like you said, you didn't really have any history or any want to be a stand-up comedian or an actress, for that matter. You know, mm-hmm. you just a person who, unfortunately, was a felon, uh, had spent had, had jail time, like no different than comedian Tim Allen, who hosted Home Improvement. He had jail. He spent significant jail time and also came over and became a, a hit sitcom star. And the fact that you say Sanford and Son. And I was telling my staff today when I came in, that I saw, I saw four episodes of this show. And I say it's very groundbreaking to me. I say I haven't seen a show, especially a black show, that was this authentic since Sanford and Son. 
And Sanford the Son, the reason I say that, Sanford the Son at the time would actually say the N-word on network television. Mm-hmm. And 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 because that was that was Red was gonna keep it real. If he, if he, if he used it in the off camera, he's gonna use it on camera. And he would ask you why. Now we're on BT Plus, so you know there's some cussing going on. Yo, y'all get y'all get as they say, y'all get wild. Y'all get wild on BT Plus. Okay? <laughs> y'all talking, y'all talking, walking. And that Tammy Roman, I'm gonna tell you something. That girl right there, you, you got a co-star of co-stars right there. That young lady's funny, child. I did not know that about Tammy Roman. I want to know how y'all cast Tammy Roman, because Tammy Roman is gonna be a star. This young lady right yeah. now, I've seen four episodes, so don't tell me I just saw the pilot. She's just funny in the pilot. I saw episode two. I saw episode three. I saw episode four. Your butt is funny. Your husband's butt is funny. That little bitty boy is funny. And your daughter, who thinks she know everything, funny. Your lazy 28-year-old son. Your daughter, who comes in later because she because you just kind of like disenfranchised her. That whole episode is very groundbreaking as far as the language from a gay community standpoint coming out of your mouth, being able to say that and get away with it and then have morality tied to it. And I'm just being me. What's the problem? And I walked through. I said, did she say that? But I'm just saying all these things to everybody who's watching and listening to this interview. We're talking to the next next. And the reason I say that, I can't say who she is. But I just know right now, I'm talking to a young lady right now that I'm interviewing on Money Making Conversation. It's not only brilliant. But she's career defining in her path, and she's authentic and she's original. That's who you are, Miss Pratt. I'm not closing out this interview. It might sound like an interview closeout. I'm just telling you. I'm just. I just gotta put it out there early in this conversation with people listening to me because they know I tell the truth. You special, young lady. But talk about Tammy Rowe. Well, uh, it was funny because this show was created with me and a 23 year old kid who had, uh, was in college at the time. Never wrote anything but a uh, play that was at the public in New York. And that was my third writer. And Lee Daniel was like, I'm going to go to the street and find you a writer because I really think it's something here. So I said, OK, Lee, whatever. He found this kid on my birthday, flew me out from wherever I was performing it. And make a long story short, I meet him and we get to talking and, you know, we create the pilot ourselves when they say we couldn't do it. And they, he get a job and he tells me because we, we really close. He's 23 years old, and we call him the dreamer now. He's like, I know who you're going to be your husband, and I know who's going to be your sister. And so he pulled Tammy Roman up in the bonnet chronic, chronic that she does on Instagram. And I was like, no, that lady crazy. She's not going to be my sister. He was like, I'm telling you, y'all are so good. Y'all like Lucy and Elton and mm-hmm. da, da, da. And I was like, no. And so, and then and later on, I found out she was a reality star. Right. And I was like, dude, I don't want a reality star on the show. I want real actors because this is my first acting gig. He's like, no, Pat, just listen. So we 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 auditioned, we auditioned, and I found a girl that I thought I really liked. So we, she had number one by her name, in walked Tammy Roman with the nails painted, just, just looked like <laughs> this character from top to toe. And I didn't like her. I did not like her. But baby, when she walked out of that room and I looked at everybody, I was like, there goes Denise. (laughs) (laughs) She came and she stole the the job. I mean, literally, we didn't hand her anything because, you know, all because she had a name. We wasn't trying to get people with Instagram followers. We was trying to get real actors. And when I tell you, real actors are real actors. When I tell you this girl came into that room and stole that job, stole that job. And the chemistry that we have on set is like, unreal you know it's like like we you could the, the way the way this the way this show was cast you were like 
I almost believe this is a real family from the husband to all the kids. Right. You know, we, we, we didn't leave no stone un, uh, unturned. And but she did a wonderful job. And I'm so happy that people can see another light of Tammy because there's like she's an actress. I'm like, this, this girl can act mm-hmm. her behind off and funny. I'm gonna tell you something. Because I know Tammy all the way back to Steve Harvey's sitcom on WB. That's when I first knew she could act. You know, she did a she did a, a couple of cameos on his series way back then. Then she went into this reality star role. And so when I started reading the credits, I go, Tammy Roma and doing a stand-up, doing doing comedy. And the, the first scene that she comes in that she just lays it out there, go, her timing. And uh and it was, you know, acquire me. I'm just not gonna tell y'all what that means. They tried to acquire me, you know. And uh <laughs> y'all look at the show. Y'all just look at the show. Y'all find out what that means. That that's a the, but that sets the tempo of who she is. She's as they say, my mom would tell me she's shiftless, she's lazy, she has no aspirations, but she got a sister. And the sister got patience with her, and the family got patience with her. She thinks she's a know-it-all. But when you when you have a person like that who comes in, who you 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 didn't think it was the one. Now, Pat, you didn't think there was a wrong you know, on your show, you know, Miss Pat. I want actresses, I want people I've seen on TV. And it's so funny because when I when I listened to this interview, you didn't watch TV, you didn't watch movies, you didn't know nothing about the history of stand-up comedy. So I'm trying to figure out how you making decisions when you talk about she can't do the job. And you you know about four or five people on your hand. That's all you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 not a, I'm a comedian, but I don't watch reality shows. Right. I'm more of a, I'm an ex drug dealer, so I like gangster movies. You know, like Narcos, The Wire. I watch those kind. Oh, of, I don't yeah. watch those. Oh, pick yeah. me up and throw me off the boat. You know, I don't watch that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so, so you Narco, you Narco. So you watch Narco on Netflix. Yeah, oh, you my girl there. there. You my girl right there. See, uh, but we are the south. Come on now. Uh, uh, Handmaid's Tale. I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, come on now. So, Handmaid's Tale well, is not drug dealing. Now, Handmaid's Tale is uh, not. Uh, well, it is a place where they cutting off things. Though. I mean, I was, it, it caught my eye. I like, I like Handmaid's Tale. So when she came along, I mean, she just, she just fit the bill. She really did. And I, I remember talking, she said, you know, people like, I know you, what you probably heard about me. I said, I have never heard anything about you. Right. Cause I didn't even know who you was until we started casting. And I said, look, I take people for who they are, right. not for what somebody else say you did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, I, mm-hmm. I don't give, come prove to me who you are. I, I, I don't, I don't dislike you for what somebody else dislike you for. Mm-hmm. I get to know people. Mm-hmm. And I got mm-hmm. to know her, and she, I mean, she is just a wonderful person to work with. You know, and I, one thing about me, I'm real. So I, I, I set my cast down and I said, hey, we're not going to worry about no call sheet. Who's first on the call sheet? Who's a star? I said, because this is all of our show. Yes, it takes all of us to get this done. Thank you. I said, you know, the, the only difference is, is it got my name on it. I'm no fool. I know it's my show. I said, but I can't do it without you guys. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. all stars. And I just broke down that, that Hollywood barrier from the day mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. The only difference is our paychecks. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> here's, the, here's the funny part about that speech she just gave. She said, you know, I need all y'all, you know. You know, don't worry about that call sheet, but my name on the show. So don't get stupid now. You get stupid <laughs> that, on that one day you get stupid and forget that. I'm going to remind you, this Miss Pat, and I'm Patricia Williams. Straight out the street, former drug dealer, convicted fella. I will show you a part of reality that you don't want to see about me. 
And that's what the reality <laughs> of this show is, bringing all these individual girls. I know I'm just talking about Tammy Roman from a stand-up comedian, from a, from a comedic standpoint, how she stood out. But your husband, he's funny. Your young son's funny. Let's talk about that opening. And like I said, the show opens you with her talking. You know, because I'm not going to give away the show too much. But then it transitions into her house. And it is... Oh, the plane. Huh? The plane. Going, going to the plane. Right. And it... it right, right. And it's, it's really, like I said, it's really so slick the way you guys are doing it. And it's so entertaining. You know, I, I, I was really fascinated about... And some of my questions were from a production standpoint. Some of my questions were, how much were you involved when you with this whole creative cold opening and the character setup, and also the scripts? Do you do you interplay with? Hey, I don't like that line. Could I say that line? Do they shoot several scenes, and this is a scene from the script? And they go do your thing scene because a lot of times when they have talented comedians like you, they go, hey, okay, this is a script, but do your thing on this one, Miss Pat. How does that work? No, uh, actually, uh, we had writers. We had writers, honestly, mm-hmm. but that was not one script that we didn't go back and touch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can have anybody can, you know, mostly writers with this show is there to to build a form yes. because it's such my voice. So I have to touch every script. Yes. And, and some of it had to be totally rewritten. Absolutely. Totally rewritten. So to, to bomb it down to it, me and the co-creator, Jordan Cooper, wrote every strip. Mm-hmm. We wrote on every strip. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, uh, only me and him was allowed to change things. Uh-huh. You know, uh, it was never like do your thing because I felt like we wrote these strips uh, funny enough that we everybody should be able to follow the strip. Now we did make up some stuff on the floor, right? And as far as production and all of that stuff you see opening, that came from this twenty three year old. He's twenty six now. 26-year-old kid out there, all of that plane opening and the way I do the monologues and the comedy up front, all of that stuff came from him. You know, we literally wrote each one of those monologues the day before I was supposed to shoot them. It did all the comedy in there up front uh, to tell you what the show is about, how the show opened, a lot of that stuff was wrote at the last minute. Now, and it wasn't easy either. Well, absolutely. Now, 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 your 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 surge to comedy stardom. Like I said, I talked about when you first, when the series was first picked up on Fox in 2016, and you recently did a Netflix fest special, and you know, COVID came out, so they cut down. You couldn't tour, taking advantage of all that great notoriety. And we know stand-up comedians, we make our money live, and so now you have this amazing sitcom on BT Plus called Miss Pat. Okay. What's, what's what we gonna see? Uh, comedy clubs out of you? Gonna see three thousand seaters? Are we gonna see? Uh, are we gonna see uh, United Center? Are you gonna see Madison Square Garden? What are we gonna see out of Miss Pat? Are you gonna come back and do the State Farm, you know, arena by yourself? What what we gonna do here in Atlanta, Georgia? What are we gonna do, Miss Pat? I'm just putting you on the spot, young lady. Come on now. Well, I hope you know. I, I'm open for theaters and stuff like that. Hoping, now, hoping. Oh come on now. <laughs> You're way too confident to be sitting up here hoping. Don't be humble on this show. You, your I'm talent doesn't allow you to be humble. Come on, you are in your face. You're special. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to moving into theaters. I'm doing really well in clubs right now. I'm looking. I'm looking forward. You know, I I like the intimates of a club. Yes, ma'am. But I understand that my career is growing a lot. That I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna work myself to death. Thank doing you. Doing nine to ten shows because I'm for, I'm 49 years old. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to whatever you know the career brings. I'm, I love people. I love doing stand up. 
stand up is number one for me because it's the only thing that I can control. Right. You know, as far as um, a TV show, it say the Miss Pat show, but BT Plus and Fox own that show. So I work for them. You know, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. good part about it, my name is on it. But in the end, it's their show. They bought it. So I focus on what I can control, which is my stand-up. So you will be seeing, a, people can know that you'll be seeing a lot more of my stand-up because that's where I grind the hardest at. Now, let's let's talk about, you know, you know, because, you know, you can get popular a lot of ways nowadays through social media, through YouTube channel. Now, what impact did, of popularity did the Netflix special have on your career? Netflix helped me out a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And honestly, they, they're really nice over there. I've worked with them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting ready to uh, shoot my first special when, when, when we're ready. But um, um, that, doing that, that quarter hour helped out a lot. Uh, also doing the cabin on, with Burt Kreischer on there, all of that stuff. Everything to me is a piece of the puzzle to put my career into place. Mm-hmm. So those little pieces, that those chips that Netflix had me, it was just another piece. This, this show that BT Plus had me, it's another piece. Mm-hmm. All of it's just a puzzle to me, and we're putting it together. Now, okay, now now we've got BT Plus. The show is premiered in August. Have you been able to start feel a shift of, like, people like me getting excited about you, people in the street going in the grocery store? I know we're wearing masks, and someplace you're not wearing masks. How is that affecting you? Are you are you feeling are you feeling see see Miss Pat, you know, you know, you, you kinda got that 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 sinister smile. You know, I don't know if you're happy, I don't know if you're ready to punch me in the forehead. Where are you at with your life? Are you happy with, with what's happening? Are you happy with the popularity this new series is bringing into your life? Talk to us about that. I mean, I'm very happy. Uh the show just premiered last week, so mm-hmm. I haven't been. I'm I'm on a set right now. If you look mm-hmm. behind me, I'm in a trailer. I'm shooting another pilot, uh-huh. so I haven't been outside where people are. Like, oh my God, that's Miss Pat. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been to the airport. I won't know until next week. So I mean, I'm getting I'm getting noticed a lot more now. But you know, I pop up in places people don't expect me to pop up at. Hey, my 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 beauty salon is right there on Hill Street in Atlanta, and I walk in and be like, "What the heck are you doing here?" Right. I'm here to get my wings put on like you here to get your wings put on. <laughs> so, um, nothing has really changed. Like, everybody's like, what do it feel like? Uh, it feels like I need to go to work. That's right. why That's right. why I'm here. Right. I'm working. So, I don't really get caught up in the fame and all of that stuff. And I don't need you to open no door for me. And I drive myself right now. Uh, it just worked for me. And I'm happy to see that people are starting to notice how hard I work mm-hmm. to get where I'm at. So that's what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Just people like, oh, my God, I didn't know you was there. Oh, this show is really good. It took five years for this show to get on TV. Mm-hmm. What are three networks, three writers on a lot of tears. Well, that that that's the part that I like about you, you know, because of the fact that a lot of people see Hollywood, they see this sitcom. If, they, if I don't bring that up in my intro and we're talking honestly about it, people say, oh, she went to, it, it, it just happened. No, 2016, she thought it was going to happen. So that was a high. For her, Fox, and then and then 2019 Hulu, that was another high for her. When you went to BET Plus, what was your emotion at that point? Were you like, whatever, you know, I, I see it when I see it, and the, the because it went to some more advanced steps that made you feel it was going to happen. Where were you at? And then, like I said, I'm over here, you know, just oogling and just gushing about how brilliant you are and how I just I'm in love with Miss Pat and the show <laughs> on BET Plus. Where were you at each one of those steps in 2016, 2019, and then in 2020? 
Well, 2016, when, when I got the holding deal and we found a writer, I was happy. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm finally going to get a show. And things didn't work out. So we switched writer and then we went to another writer. Things didn't work out again. So I started to lose confidence. And then I said, you know what? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Right. I'm so happy I had Lee Daniel there to say, look, and my friend John Rattler, one of the producers that helped found me, he was like, it's going to happen sometime when it's great, it just take a longer time. I never forget. One of the producers named Francis told me that, so I said, "Okay, that's fine." And uh, we ended up getting a writer, and then we shot, we shoot the pilot. And I and I kept telling everybody, "They're not gonna pick it up." My spirit told me Hulu was not gonna pick it up. Mm-hmm. Hulu dropped it, and I was like, "Okay, Hulu, uh, where are we going from here?" Right. And then was like, "I will find you home." When BET Plus popped up, my first thing was, "Well, what the was BET Plus?" <laughs> I didn't even know BT had a plus. And it was like, BT plus picked it up. And they're going to give y'all guys 10 episodes. I was like, what is that? They was like, they just started a new streaming service. And it's a, it, at the time, it was like maybe a year old. Absolutely. And absolutely. Up, they only got a million uh, subscribers. So you can't, you know, it's a kind of shift, shift in your happiness. Like, wow, we went from Hulu to here. And so I had to tell the co-creator, I said, let me tell you something about life I've learned. You have to learn to mess with people who mess with you. Mm-hmm. So just because you want to be over there with all the big fish, maybe this is where we're supposed to be. And so I remember when I got to meet them and things started to get rolling. And I just told them, I said, I think that this show is going to be your Handmaid's Tales mm-hmm. like it was to Hulu. Because handmaid's tale put Hulu on. That's the Absolutely. only reason why I ever subscribe to it. I said, I said, if you if you allow us to do what we want to do and, and support us, I we I think we can be your handmaid's tale. And it launched and people went crazy. There you go. See, I've been waiting on that. So you would see that's all. So you had to know something. People went crazy like me. Going crazy for Miss Pat. <laughs> She's a star. Uh Patricia Williams. A.K.A. Miss Pat, BET Plus, subscribe to it, The Miss Pat Show. Not only is she brilliant, but the cast, like I said, I, I just, uh, Tammy Roman, if you just know her as a reality star, you watch this show, you're going to know her as a comedy star. The other cast members are fantastic. The writing is great. But more importantly, it's original. I told my staff today, I said, I felt like I was watching a modern-day version of Sanford and Son from a stylistic, from an organic, from an original point of view, because you're breaking so many walls down and you're doing it with grace. You're doing it with elegance. You may not have wanted to be a stand-up comedian, but you're a queen of comedy now, young lady. So you keep winning, okay? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. You are doing it. Don't do it. I'm trying. You are a beast. You are a beauty queen of comedy, okay? Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm thank working you. hard. I mean, all I can do is put it out there. Is The public will let you know what they like and well, they guess don't what? like. The public is letting you know uh, and uh, like I said, you will be the, as they say, the, uh, the the anchor of that network, which is BET Street Plus Streaming. And believe me, every day your episodes on, they get more subscribers because of you. And I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations, okay? Thank you for having me. Cool. If you want to see any of the interviews or hear any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. <laughs>